10. Dualism Vaccine Thesis The thesis statement of Paradise is that, quote, the Torah is revealed, all else is made up. That is, all statements must be validated by derivation from the point origin at Genesis 1-1 Aleph. Now you know why our world is broken. Verily, because the claims of the secular and religious authorities simply do not follow from the universal principle of knowledge. Caveat. Given the richness of its content, this brief is a text podcast or ex-podcast, not your regular talk podcast. Some people may find this postmodern, post-rabbinic midrash of Kabbalistic, theological, philosophical, and scientific content unsettling to their beliefs, values, and interests. Listener discretion, study and group, as well as reading the text while listening to the ex-podcast is highly recommended. Recommendation. Given the length, complexity, and interrelatedness of the ex-podcasts, the recommendation is to start with the latest one and work your way backwards till you feel you understand it. Then, for acquiring the foundations, next jump, jump, next thing is to jump to the start of the series to get it from the very beginning of the argument. Dedication to those whose heart moves them to chat with God. Quotations. The Paradise Principle, quote, The one whole S is made of triad parts, PRD. Common Sense Paradise, quote, A coin S slash has two sides, a light P and a dark one, a dark one, D, and the rim R. Common Sense, quote, Focus on the details, PRD, and keep inside the big picture S slash view of things. Common Sense Hypothesis, quote, we cannot really change anything unless we change everything, starting from the point origin of things. Alexander Dumas, The Three Musketeers, quote, all for one and one for all. Einstein, quote, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Summary of the episodes. Episodes numbers 1 to 5 are foundational. Numbers 6 to 11 are edification. Number 12 is publicity, and thereafter they are improvements to the offer. Nobody buys intangibles. No one buys a house because it has great foundations. Rather, what's above ground is what sells, and only after marketing puts it out there. But when you do decide to buy a house, you sure want it to have good foundations. Episode 1, Lie and Truth, Big Lie, Big Truth 1. The open episode is about why the world is broken and what to do about it. Why is the world broken? The lie is that the world is broken because it's a broken world. The truth is that the world is broken because we break it. That is, we keep breaking it, trying to fix things because we really don't know how we know that we know what we know. Episode 2. Enlightened democracy is dead, long live paradise, postmodernity. The peopleless state consists of a five-power state. That is, on the one hand, the government composed of the legislative first power for laws and the executive second power for order, and on the other hand, the people composed of the judicial third power for justice, the news media fourth power for reliable information, and the university fifth power for management of the budget. Additionally, one person triad votes and children suffrage by way of their parents. Episode 3, Bigger Lie and Bigger Truth 2. The bigger lie is that the takeaway of the Bible is the golden rule. The bigger truth is that the one commandment in the Torah is the universal principle of knowledge as found at Genesis 1-1 Aleph. This one commandment encompasses all the 613 commandments of the sages, including the 10 Decalogue of Moses. In Gematria, 6 plus 1 plus 3 gives 1-0, which reduces to 1. Episode 4. The Age of Empowerment 
of postmodernity by paradise chatting with God. Coming of age is all about chatting with God. Chatting with God is all that's needed for the blessing of creativity. The sweet spot is at Deuteronomy 6.8 with a point origin at Genesis 1.1a Aleph. Episode 5. Biggest Lie and Biggest Truth 3. The biggest lie is, on the one hand, escapism of messianism and mysticism, and on the other hand, defeatism of habitual crises. The biggest truth of the universal principle of knowledge empowers us to integrate civilization and help save creation. Episode number 6. Civilization on Israel 1, Greece 2. The case is made for a creative civilization based on primeval Israel, then derivatively on classical Greece. Primeval Israel means constituting civilization by having Genesis 101 for cornerstone of the Torah. Now that the truth has debunked the lies, primeval Israel can play its anointed role in civilization. Episode 7. Paradise Application in Theory and Practice Sufficient examples are provided from Science B, Philosophy R, and Religion D to prove the existence of the underlying principle of knowledge S in the Torah Bible. Episode 8. Postmodernity, Post-Rabbinism, and Primeval Israelism Modernity and Rabbinism are dead stars with a secular negating S slash and religion negle neglecting PRD. Moving forward, the thesis of, Israel, of primeval Israel in the Genesis 1-1 is the cornerstone of the Torah. This point origin as acronym paradise uncurls as Aleph slash Bereshit A in beginning of. <clears throat> Episode 9. Loon Lightenment Age of Unreason. This moon enlightened age of dualism is masquerading as the age of reason of the Enlightenment. The proposal is Israelism as primeval Israel is slash classical Greece PRD. Executive Summary 10th Episode The Paradise Vaccine Against Dualism is Against Ignorance, which is the source of all maladies. Homework No prior knowledge is assumed other than familiarity and interest with the quest of chatting with God for the creative self-therapy blessing of empowerment. All concepts and vocabulary required will be provided in due time. Also, we will leave the theory for homework to, to the listener since we're starting smack in the middle and not at the beginning in order to highlight its importance, but in detriment to systemic ex exposition. <clears throat> the assignment is to consult <clears throat> my self-published books at Amazon to get a good handle on the empowering approach of paradise. These books are, quote, Par Pardesism, Human Science 101, published in 2018, Quote, Paradise, the Age of Unveilment of Genesis 101A Aleph, published in 2019. Quote, The Principle of World Caring, published in 2020. And, quote, Saving Creation, published in 2021. For ease of understanding, there are 70 or so videos on YouTube on topics from the books. Additionally, there are the other X podcasts in this series on inaugurating Paradise Postmodernity of Empowerment at my website, paradiseism.org. The books are the source, the podcasts are its divulgation. Dualism. Though we've mentioned dualism throughout the -pod brief, it, uh, podcast briefs, we have yet to define it in clear terms. We know that it is the ideology of the so-called age of reason. By the way, I would rename the Enlightenment period as Moonlightenment for the simple reason that it is reflective and not a source of light. But figuratively speaking, <clears throat> dualism could be described in terms of the coin S slash as one with front side P and flip side D, but lacking the rim R, or for short, as a rimless coin. 
sounds a bit like a surrealistic painting of sorts. <clears throat> vaccine. A vaccine is a biological preparation that provides active acquired immunity to a particular infectious or malignant disease. <clears throat> a vaccine typically contains an agent that resembles a disease-causing microorganism and is often made from weakened or killed forms of the microbe, its toxins, or one of its surface proteins. The agent stimulates the body's immune system to recognize the agent as a threat, destroy it, and to further recognize and destroy any of the microorganisms associated with that agent that it may encounter in the future. This is taken from the internet. Dualism vaccine. <clears throat> After all is said and done, paradise is the dualism vaccine. That is, is the vaccine against dualism to alleviate suffering from the usual state of crises in our midst. Is the cure for the malady ailing modernity. It's not just about containing it, but attacking the symptoms. It is not just about containing about containing it by attacking the symptoms, but about curing the underlying character of the malady causing it. The feather effect. This is the celebrated case of the circus uh, baby elephant Dumbo, who could fly thanks to his large ears. But he didn't know he could fly. His friend, the small mouse, I forgot her name, and some crows supposedly provide him with a magical feather to fly. However, once he gains sufficient self-confidence his, of his powers, he does away with the feather and flies on his own thereafter. The point in the children's story is that the feather, no disrespect meant, plays the same effect on the mind of Dumbo. That religion is quite unnecessary given that we have already had the capacity to chat directly with God. And now that we've recovered said knowledge, we can now proceed to do what we came here to do. It's that simple. In usual code, chat s slash prayer to the meditation on our inquiries about P. Referring to the practices of cutoff closeness to God with s slash to the on our about P. Where modernity goes to die. <clears throat> In ordinary experience, things work until they don't. Enlightenment of the modern state was the poster child of success over monarchic times until it reached its level of incompetence. In the Middle East is where it went to die. The contradictions of democracy and the nation-state met their fate in the Holy Land with Israel and Palestine. Jewish, Jewish homeland and human rights head-on train collision. The idea of the Jewish democratic state and the Muslim nation-state. The proof of the pudding is in the eating. The lemon pie didn't make the cut. Last thing we want is for the birthplace of humanity to be its final resting place. But to resolve this top priority should be at the very top of the to-do list when the university is the fifth power and all hands are on deck. Should it start with the belly button or from everywhere else? That is the question. Brokenness as sickness. Brokenness is the polite way of speaking so as to avoid saying that our world is sick. And to mention that the world is sick is a polite way of saying that the people are sick, and by extension, the nations are sick. If they are sick, they need healing. <clears throat> the civil way is to say that the world needs to integrate as civilization. I cannot use another word to describe, to better, to best describe what we're witnessing than calling a spade a spade. Mass shooting, hatred and bigotry, addictions, bewilderment, and so on. We're obsessed with pursuing happiness simply because we lost it, investing time in making money and then wasting time in spending it. Then, before you know it, time's up, time to go. But where did time go? Time flies. It's a sick, sick, sick world. It's a sick world and everything and everyone plays a part in making things worse. That includes religion. 
starting with religion first and foremost. The prayer approach to God plays a lead role in the drama, but it's not alone on the stage. There are other support characters. As a matter of fact, messianism and mysticism are byproducts of the gatekeeper's effect. All the while, it should have been, quote, chatting, I mean, it could have been quoting, uh, uh, quote, with God instead of praying, quote, to God, or meditating, quote, on God, or inquiring, quote, about God. But who else is behind these three other modalities of failed approaches to cut off nearance to God besides religion? Who else? Well, if not science P and philosophy R. Religion D is behind the, quote, to. Philosophy R is behind the, quote, about. And science P is behind the, quote, on God. But don't get me wrong. This trio gets, is, get it, gets it right 99% of the time. It's only of 1%. The problem is that the one happens to be the beginning, much like entering a labyrinth. First step is entering the right door. The remaining 99 steps out of 100 is of no importance to put to uh, as understatement. Acting separately, they spell disaster. Acting in unison, they are awesome. As gatekeepers, religion is behind messianism, philosophy is behind mysticism, and science is behind crisis as usual. In all, in all this, the mirage is the happiness high of the void. Separately, it's what makes us. It's what makes for sickness, as triad is the cure, healing by wholeness. Culprits, whodunits. Though it may seem I'm putting all the blame on religion, D, this is far from being the case. The burden falls equally on the shoulders of the three parts acting separately out of synchronization. Firstly, but not solely, religion D, followed by philosophy R, and lastly, but far from least, is science P. In any case, by the above, we're referring to systems in general and not to individuals in particular. Each case is complex and unique and not straightforward, clear-cut. Gatekeeper W's. The gatekeepers are the main characters acting the scripts on their own. The questions, the question asked are the W's. The who, what, why, when, where, whence, how, and so on. Looking at things 100 years from now, we'll verily fall on our faces and cry. How obsolete those times were. Servant of God. Moses, I mean Exodus 24, 13, 33, 11. It says that Moses was a servant of God. Vital sign. The notion of the quote sign occurs throughout the Torah. But what is it? What is it talking about? Let's take it from the first occurrence in Genesis 4, 15. Verse 4, 15. Vayomer lo and said to him, quote, And said to him, quote, I promise if anyone kills Cain, Sevenfold vengeance shall be exacted. Unquote. And Yodhevavhe put a sign on Cain, lest anyone who met him should kill him. Comment. It is not clear what this sign or mark was, though it doesn't say, but in order to be visible at first sight and not covered up, it must be it must have been placed on his forehead somehow. Next, let's jump straight to our verse of interest in Deuteronomy six six as part of the Shema Israel. Jisrael, uh, listen Israel. Deuteronomy 6, 8. Verse 6, 8. Ukshartam leot. And bind the sign. Quote, Ukshartam leot al yadecha vechayul leotafot beineinecha. Quote, Bind the sign to your hand and let be drippings on your forehead. Comment. The point is that the word od sign starts with the Aleph A followed by the Vav V and ends with the last letter of Hebrew Taf. This produces the point origin of Aleph slash Breshit A in beginning of. That is, Ot sign is short for Aleph Breshit. 
A in beginning of. That is, the Aleph A goes to the Aleph A, and Vav V goes to the forward slash, and the Tav T goes to the goes to the Bereshit in beginning of. The placement of the sign arguably on the forehead coincides with the drippings fa falling between our eyes. This vital sign as the point origin as a po is so, so we can't possibly miss it. Miss it if we're paying attention. I guess that's why Moses stressed his repetition. <clears throat> Religion before the Torah. The problem is that separateness is bad and togetherness is good. Religion D separates separate from philosophy art and science p leads to a broken world on arrival the torah is whole s slash and the torah or uncurls as a triad prd of religion d philosophy r science p triad as three in one is good triplet as three separate parts is bad religion under any denomin faith denomination is no different Attachment to faith is a strong form of keeping things separate. <clears throat> this causes the whole orange to split into two parts and a slice. No longer is it an orange, but cut orange in halves, which is not the same thing. Recall the Solomon story of the child cut in half, 1 Kings 3, 18, 28. The, cuts, the cut both splits things and keeps them separate. Crisis is opportunity to, per, to supersede chaos under a new order. <clears throat> Distraction. Messianism is a distraction of the oral Torah tradition to put the blame of our shortcomings of God. As if God missed a cue and will make it up later on by sending a repairman. Imagine that. Civilization. There is a ball of threads a ball of threads needing unraveling to make sense of it all. Torah, Judaism, or better still, Torah and Rabbinic Judaism. There's also B'nai Israel, Children of Israel, and other nuances which need straightening out. There seem to be some anachronisms, and quite understandably so, after such a long history, it is hard to keep track of things. History tends to be revisionist if you're not careful. Hijacking is always a danger that shouldn't be discounted either. Hijacking is illegitimate appropriation. Let's start with Mordechai Kaplan. He is the author of, quote, Judaism as a civilization. We need to distinguish things a bit. Let's try the paradise application as civilization, as slash the civilization, uh, D, civilization R, A, civilization P. Only civilization S is in uppercase. All the rest are in lowercase. This will make, this will place Kaplan as, quote, A, civilization P. Perhaps this, his apologetic reasoning was conditioned by his being an ordained rabbi. Evil in the world. <clears throat> There's nothing wrong with Midrash commenting on the Tanakh but not at the price of all the disqualifying restrictions on commentaries to the Torah. This takes us to the topic of origin of evil in the world. This is treated by Leibniz in his work Theodicy. My take is less ambitious. It's simply not starting at the point it's simply not starting at the point origin of things. Like watching the sunrise on a cloudy morning. Things are out of phase at best. Or like a bad reception on a radio or TV station. There's a lot of background noise to the signal and you cannot really tell which is which or what's what. Rabbinism starts from the Tanakh, not from the Torah, much less from Genesis 1, 1, Aleph. That's the reign of opinion, a blurry picture or fuzzy sound. Israel backsliding and feedback. <clears throat> Israel is in the middle and bewildered, sandwiched between Egypt and Greece, backsliding to Egypt and getting feedback loop from Greece. It's, it is corruption of the original Torah text. All that Rabbinism does is strengthen a weakness. There is a fault at the origin and is not original sin, nor broken shards either. 
is simply having missed the point of origin when reading the text. In dualism, there is no best of both worlds of heaven and earth in this world. There is only oneness, not brokenness. The universal principle of empowerment as the mitzvah commandment one is the condition of possibility of mitzvot commandments. One, not three separate realities. Creation S slash religion D, philosophy R, science P, or of civilization S, uh, parentheses S, slash PRD, close parentheses, expressed as culture S, uh, slash social D, political R, economic P. It is our job to return them as we found them, together as one, however much we may separate them in our minds to understand them. We sequence them, but they are not order per se. We order them. <clears throat> Quote, we must all hang together, or most assuredly, we shall all hang separately. Benjamin Franklin said at the signing of the U.S. Declaration of Independence, we either hang together as slash PRD as paradise, or else hang separately as S slash uh, comma D uh, comma R slash uh, comma P comma. Yeah, period. Since we're assuredly hanging, we must have not hung together as one. Knowledge is PRD or chaos is PRD crossed out. This Franklin principle finds clear expression in Genesis 1, 2 to 3. We'll leave Genesis 1, 1 for later. <clears throat> uh, verse, uh, Genesis 1, 1. Verse 1, 2. I mean, 1, uh, 2 to 3. Verse 1, 2. haita, and the earth was. Vejares haita, tohu vavohu pi, Quote, and the earth was unformed and void P with darkness on, over the surface of the deep R and a wind from God sweeping over the waters D. Comment. Uh, later. Verse 1-3 And said God Quote, God said, Let there be light and there was light. Comment. That is, that at first the parts were separated as P, R, D, there being no unity as S slash. Then God said there must. Then God said they must have a point source S slash. Light the source S and light the triad PRD. It's what came af before of Aleph uh, slash Brashit that explains things S slash PRD. Judaisms. There's rabbinic Judaism. But there's also an underlayer as mosaic Torah, Torahism, and after it there was priest, and after it there was priestly Judaism, of the domain of the coin service of the temple, and afterwards kingly Judaism, faith revolving door. Uniqueness is lost with the generic taking over. Tolerance is more about similarity than about mutual respect. All faiths are lookalikes nowadays, inside the same, however much cosmetical on the outside. Distinctions which don't make a difference. With all the time backsliding and loop feedback, they're all starting to look alike. No wonder the faith communities are turning into an office building revolving door. It sure tastes like fudge Napolitan ice cream. All this courtesy of messianism, mysticism, and habitual crises dominating the faith dialogue. Luria's Tsinsum. Tsinsum contraction and a channel to the center of the sphere of the light. The Tsinsum contraction myth of Pardes, medieval Kabbalah, is quite unnecessary to generate going from one Aleph, A, of God, to ten, Yod, Y, of humans. 
that seen some contraction introduced myth alongside mysticism, magic into Kabbalah, making it even making it even accessible and more open to the messianism hope of oral Torah tradition. Sin Sum is not based on the Torah, contradiction limiting the unlimited to begin with, based on Greek myth of birth of chaos. The problem with the medieval part this Kabbalah is that it is not Kabbalah reception of the Torah, but something else entirely. It has elements previous to revelation of Egyptian and Mesopotamian origin, as well as Greek added later on. Sin Sum contraction is the Luria model, but the Paradise model is comparable or at least simpler, of course, there is the benefit of hindsight, 500 years or so. The Mekubal, also called Kabbalist, also called nor the Yahadut, Rabbanit, the Rabbanists, don't talk the talk of Moses, much less walk the walk of Moses. They lost their way by missing the right entrance to the labyrinth of the Torah. It's not so much that I'm against messianism and mysticism and habitual crises as I'm for mosaicism. You cannot require texts which came after Revelation to understand what is in the Torah. The Torah is complete, nothing is missing, nothing left out. In medieval Kabbalah, Ein Sof, infinite of Pardes, is just Aleph, A, in primeval Kabbalah of Paradise. Kabbalism. When I hear Kabbalists make strong claims, I don't know what to think. Of mysticism, I wonder how they would go about deriving their propositions from the point origin at Genesis 1, 1, A, Aleph. Rabbinism of the oral Torah is riding on the coattails of the Torah. The reasonings I've heard to validate the oral Torah as twin of the Torah, so-called written Torah, is by way of a question. Imagine that. That is, how else can you interpret the instructions or commandment since they're not specified in the Torah where they're given? That is, they're missing the forest is turning, is turned into making the forest one of the three. Ignorance, lack of knowledge, as proof. Imagine that. This takes us to the disjunction or crossroads of things. Either you get the trees or else grasp the forest. If you miss the forest, the logic then is that you need the details of the trees in the landscape to make sense of things. The problem is that if you don't start with the tip of the guiding thread, how, how do you know if you're coming or going? That is, if you come up to a knot, how do you go about untying it? No scissors allowed, obviously. Well, that's precisely what's been going on. A lot of cut and paste. This way we end up with a puzzle of pieces for a world. It's put together. But it's still a bunch of pieces, not a real landscape. Broken world. At least I don't think a landscape is made up of a bunch of snapshots put together into 3D. Picture. Kabbalah is chat. What is Kabbalah? Kabbalah literally means reception. But reception of what? Normally it's understood as reception of the tradition. But now that, that we're questioning tradition and leaving no stone unturned, it makes sense to inquire. What is the tradition referred to? Kabbalah can be the reception of none other than the incoming messages in our chat with God. Between the Kerubims, which means between our eyes, as in Exodus 25, 22, number 7, 8, 89, and Deuteronomy 6, 8. This is further defined in Exodus 26, 5, in reference to the building of the Mishkan Tabernacle in the desert. But let's quote it for enjoyment. Exodus 25, 6. Uh, verse 25, 6. Hamish, Hamishim Lulot, 50 loops. 50 loops make on the, quote, 50 loops make on the one cloth and 50 loops on the edge of the end cloth of the, of the other set, corresponding the loops woman to its sister. Comment. 
The end is the part of interest. The intention is to match the loops such that they coincide with the gold hooks, hooks to connect the loops. But it's the wording that makes it unique. Literally, the next to last word at the end has several meanings, namely Isha, woman, or fire offering. The last word is Ajota, its sister. The idea is matching a set. The reason why we're La Asok engaged with this wording is on account of being preceded by Makbilot corresponding. This is the same root as Kabbalah, reception, or word of interest. Since this is Biblical Hebrew, the meaning of words comes from the context wherein they appear. The only place in the Torah where Kabbalah reception appears is precisely here, and, and nowhere else. So that, so that it's here that it acquires its meaning. So then, Kabbalah reception is to be understood as correspondence, as in communication of letters or phone calls, or in our case of chatting with God. But but notice that the active, so to speak, the one that is held in one's hand to insert in the other, is herein denoted as Isha, woman or fire offering. This is telling us that though it is part of a chat, it actually comes from beyond, which is the meaning of burnt offering, from God in the chat. To be precise, the one inserted into is referred to as Ajota, its sister. This says that this one is the corresponding mesh, the receiving end. Uh, reception, but not passive, since being its sister, it has some fire offering associated with it. In this, the gold lulat, lulaot loops play the part of the drippings falling between her eyes, as alluded to in Deuteronomy 6. Note, please, that the number 15 corresponds to the letter nun and signifies seed. That is, that the messages received from God during the chats are seeds for the paradise of our golden Kabbalah in Mishkan Tabernacle. One last thing. Recall that the coverings of the Mishkan Tabernacle were various levels. The lowest is considered to be part of the Mishkan itself, which is the one in question of the hooks and loops I mentioned above. This one was made as follows. Exodus 26, 1, uh, verse 26, 1. Ve'et ha-Mishkan, and chat with the tabernacle. Quote, as for chatting with a tabernacle to make it of ten strips of cloth, make these of fine twisted linen of blue, purple, and crimson yarns with a design of Kerubin worked into them. Comment. From the outset, it states that it is the chat, that it is the chat with God. God as the Mishkan tabernacle and the one or first covering is our chat with him. This is conveyed by Ve'et HaMishkan and chat with a tabernacle. Next of interest is the material is made of and the pattern of cherubim angels in the design. The material is again a triad of, of Utehelet ve Argaman ve Tolaat, blue, purple, and crimson yarns. In code, taking linen as white, we would then have linen, white S slash blue D, purple R, crimson P yarns. Recall that humanity is purple as purple is made up of sky blue and earth red. The cherubim angels are in the design playing the role of so secret. The thread is made of shesh mash, mash sar, six twisted flax, out of four strings. Six and flax are both written as shesh. This is reminiscent of Yotrebafe God as paradise, since one string is always the lead, which gives the thread its consistency. 
above this core covering and on top of it and no longer considered as part of the Mishkan tabernacle was a layer of goat's hair and the hooks are copper, are made of copper. And above this one would be a mixed covering stitched together made of ram and tahash skins. The take-home message in the above is a reaffirmation of the point origin of paradise in the very building of the Mishkan Tabernacle insofar as it's a representation of the big picture of creator-slash-creative-slash-creation as it appears in Genesis 1-1-A-Aleph. Principle or Quintessence In this context, essence as quintessencia is a synonym for, quote, element. In pre-atomic Aristotelian theory, there are four elements, known elements or essences, earth, air, fire, and water. But additionally, a putative fifth element, ether, which is considered to be of exceptional superior quality to the other four basic elements. All these things which paradise supersedes were great. They brought us up to now. No small achievement, but theocracy did come at a cost at a cost to mosaicism. Greece took over where it started and developed it to great heights. Kabbalah pretends to recover it and take it from there. But primeval Kabbalah, not medieval Kabbalah, which has many shortcomings and loaded baggage of its own, which is holding it down. Mosaicism with Nevi'im and kingship, Kohenism till Second Temple, followed by Rabbinism till today. The end of the so-called Asia region would affect present-day domination of Rabbinism. Primeval Kabbalah paradisism would take would take it back and pick it up where Greece left it and the East West and take it from there onwards. Will the end of the Age of Enlightenment reason be like falling off a cliff of the so-called Age of Enlightenment reason be like falling off a cliff or more like sliding down a mountain slope? Will it happen in one year, one hundred or a thousand? Like the fall of Rome, it was relatively relative it was quickly, relatively quick with the invasion of the barbarian. The fall of Jerusalem and the diaspora took longer. I don't claim to know when or how it will all end. Just that it lacks foundations, much like the emperor has no clothes or the giant has clay feet. It's no longer a question of if, but when, and how would it happen. Expulsion. Let's see where the word, the key word of it, chat with, for next appears in creation after its appearance in day one, starting in Genesis 1-1-D. <clears throat> Let's take it in the so-called second creation story of or that relating to Ha'adam, the Adam, and to Et Ha'adama, chatting with the humans, but also the play with words of Et Ha'adam, chatting with the Adam, with, uh, with the Adam, yeah. Genesis 3, 22 to 24, uh, verse 3, 22. Vayomer yotchevavche Elohim, and said yotchevavche God. Quote, and said Yodhevavhe God, quote, Now that the Adam has become like the unique one amongst us, knowing good and bad, now now what if one should stretch out a hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever? Comment. Here the mention is as Ha Adam, the Adam. Verse three twenty three. Vai shall Elohim and vanish him Yodhevavhe God. <clears throat> Quote, so banished him, the God, from the Garden of Eden, to till the humus from which it was taken. Comment. Here the mention of expulsion of him to the Et Ha Adama, chatting with the humus. Verse 324. And expelling, chatting with the Adam. Quote, and expelled chatting with the Adam, 
stationed to the east of the Garden of Eden, chatting with the Kerubim, and the sword ever turning to guard, chatting with the way to the Tree of Life. Comment. Here, chatting is mentioned four times. First, regarding Adam, Et Adam, chatting with the Adam. Then, regarding the angel, sword, and the way. The Et Kerubim, chatting with the angel, stationed at the entrance of the garden. With the Et Lahat, chatting with a revolving door, sword, to guard uh, Et Derech, chatting with the way. Each of these chats corresponds in, adher in adherence to paradise. That is, regarding Et, chatting, so as to avoid repetition, it is as follows. In Hebrew, Ha'adam es, slash Kerubim di Lahat R Derech P. Now English, the Adam S slash Angels D revolving sword R way P. Back to the beginning. In order to allow the narrative of civilization to continue, suffice herein the short version, leaving to a later essay the long version of the beginning. This is the whole point of the master key that it relays the oneness of God with the plurality of the universe precisely as whole S slash triad PRD as acronym of easy recall as paradise. To lead, you have to know where you're going, what you're doing. Fatalism says that humanity had to go through the process to know. I don't see why it had to. But in any case, we're better off for it with the benefit of insight. But now that we have to, but now what we have to do is get it right once and for all. Just as there is one Yodhebafe God, not a pantheon of gods, just one Elohim, master of powers, not an army of powers, same here. There is one commandment out of the 600 commandments, 613 commandments, and out of the Decalogue, only the one commandment, the commandment one. If we had understood this from the beginning, it would have been a different narrative for all concerned, humanity at large, and all to the specific people, too numerous to mention, B'nai Israel included, children of Israel. If we don't prioritize things once and for all, we're just going to proceed with the future as a continuation of the past, as a present of messianism, mysticism, and crisis as usual. We need to break away as tangent to the curve. There's a Tanakh Bible, and there's the rest. Above Ketubin writings, there's Nevi'im prophets, and above Nevi'im prophets, there's a Torah teaching. The principle is that the Torah is revelation, everything else is made up. The Pentateuch of the five books of Moses is like one book. But this doesn't mean that they're not related. Starting with Deuteronomy, which is a second law, insofar as it's a repetition of source of the previous four numbers, Leviticus, Exodus, and Genesis. Deuteronomy literally means second law, based on Greek Christian name. In Greek and Hebrew tradition, it is called Devarim things. It is a sort of summary of the preceding four books of the Pentateuch. What I've noticed in my search is that Deuteronomy presents the previous in summary form. But this requires going back to Exodus to f define the terms employed. And likewise, to get the principles involved requires going back to Genesis, not surprisingly, since Genesis deals with beginnings. Namely, Genesis literally means Bereshit in beginning of. But the world universe is a triad PRD of mass P space R time D as we previously established. But the triad PRD is but the unfoldment of the one S slash. This is just a repetition of the derivation of the master key S slash PRD of paradise. What I'm hearing saying is that like a cone, it opens up, a cone, it opens up, but it, but it all spins from a point origin. The unmovable generates the movable, the one S slash unfolds at the triad PRD. Same here, all proportions kept. Recapping the above, the Tanakh to the, to the Torah, within the Torah, from Devarim Deuteronomy to Breshit, Genesis, from the book of Genesis to 
of to Aleph slash Breshit. That is, from everything to its point origin at Genesis 1, 1, Aleph as Aleph slash Breshit, A in beginning of. The point origin is simply paradise. Bereshit, in beginning of, is the first word of the Torah, but is written in the Hebrew language, which came first, the language of the written text. Evidently, language came first, and then writing text with the language. So, which is the first word of Hebrew? It's Aleph, A. So the order should be first letter followed by the first word. It's a no-brainer. The full beginning is then Aleph slash Bereshit, A, in beginning of. This is telling us that the principle is at the beginning, and likewise, the beginning is the principle. In Spanish, to make it clearer, Namely, in Spanish, el principio está al principio y el principio es al principio. Suffice here what has been said so far as a point of procedure. Pardes and Paradise Kabbalah. Comparing and contrasting Pardes and Paradise Kabbalahs. Pardes Kabbalah is messianic, mystic, from medieval times, based on all the Bible, Tanakh, and hard to fathom. Paradise Kabbalah is non-messianic and non-mystic from contemporary times, based solely on Genesis 1, 1, A, Aleph, and easy as pie. Pardes Kabbalah is self-focused, meaning biblical commentary, probably proper to its medieval origins. Only initiates can access it. Paradise Kabbalah tries to focus on everything else, probably because of its primeval origins and contemporary surfacings. I don't think that the Torah was meant to be for the few, but for all at different levels, but accessible from the beginning, from the start. The Commandment 1. The question one may be contemplating is if there is this mitzvah, one commandment. If so, why doesn't God tell us right outright? He does from the very start, so we wouldn't miss it. And we missed it just the same. Also, throughout, God makes it stand out with a definite article, ha, the. Additionally, he shows it by exemplifying it all across the board in each and every sentence and verse. My guess is that this collective oversight is due to not paying attention. The evil inclination? Maybe because we were told by respectable authorities that there's nothing in there to look for. You don't find what you're not looking for. Mental laziness, only by accident, as if stumbling it was it discovered. Let's not put the blame of our shortcomings on our maker and creator. Let's not make of God the scapegoat. We have free will after all. Rabbinism without Oral Torah Can there be rabbinism without Oral Torah? The thing is that the source of authority of rabbinism is the connection of the oral Torah tradition with the Torah. That is its tenet. It stands or falls on it. The question then is can rabbinism survive without the oral Torah? Can rabbinism survive without writing on the coattails of the Torah? I don't know enough to make an assessment. Rabbinism, independently of the oral tradition, has a lot going for it. But still the fact remains that ultimately its legitimacy is the biblical is the umbilical cord to the Torah. With said connection, rabbinism becomes rabbinic Judaism, quite an entitlement. Trends in Judaism The last time Judaism turned the corner was in the 18th century and 19th centuries. Eastern Ashkenazi, with various shades of messianism, combined with mysticism as Hasidism, pietism, as well as other ultra-Orthodox congregations under different denominations. Western Ashkenazi, turned towards Hellenism to face crisis as usual as the Hashkalah, Jewish Enlightenment, literally meaning wisdom, erudition, or education. Its activists are called Maskilim intelligentsia. Sephardic and Mizrahi Judaism have changed less than their Ashkenazi counterpart. 
the plot is much more nuanced, but let's not lose sight of the big picture for lack of details. In any case, our narrative follows the empowerment approach previously described. This topic is part personal and part societal. There is also, <clears throat> uh, there are also the Anusim, quote, conversos, or the descendants of the Jews forcibly converted to Catholicism. Technically speaking, they are no longer Jews, lest they convert, reconvert to Judaism. It's actually a regular conversion, for there is no such thing as a reconversion, other than in the heart. The thing is that irrespective of lacking an explanation, once reconverted to Judaism, they're not just converts. They're, there's the unknown effect of what changes occurred during those 500 years of hibernation. I cannot speak in general terms, but solely from my individual experience. Once you convert or reconvert, you are the full-fledged Jew with all the rights and obligations. This comes directly from the Torah, which makes no distinction between the old and the new. There are many mysteries in the Torah. This is just one of many. I've recovered something of value that others much more deserving missed, and I'm under the obligation of sharing it. It's that simple. And no, I'm not going to accept joining in a condition of traveling as cargo on the pickup. In any case, what comes to my mind is the unfortunate story of Baruch de Spinoza, born Baruch Espinosa. All proportions kept, I feel a certain closeness to him, both on account of his Sephardic roots, closeness to Anusim experience, immigrant, and his interest in philosophy. My case, I sum up alleged, as allegedly Sephardic, but culturally nurtured as Ashkenazi environment. Hispanic originally from Mexico and then living in the United States. I don't claim having any Sephardic lineage to the best of my knowledge, the DNA. The reason I'm mentioning this anecdote is perhaps to shed light on my contribution to the discussion of the Torah and civilization. Recognition. This is an aside. Is there a guarantee for original research? Obviously not. What an academic degree guarantees are the attainments of scholarship. May any of any of many from bachelor's, master's to PhD and beyond in both science and humanities. Original work is uncharted. That said, of course, academics, academic does prepare you for systemic research and greater knowledge and information. To teach as well and to write, maybe. But original contribution, nothing does. Though not knowing it cut both, cuts both ways. This is a, there is a character in Alice in Wonderland, I think, who tells someone in the script that all he needs is a diploma. A recognition of sorts, of knowledge you can have too little or too much. Not saying that bachelor's is too little nor that PhD is too much, it leaves it wide open. There's the college dropout or PhD dropout or incomplete masters who unimpeded achieve success. You get the idea. That is, try out and quit once learning gets in the way of discovery. Sometimes it's not about multiple choice, but leave the option open of, quote, other. There there is the catch-all. Dualism and oneness. Dualism and oneness. Ancient Greece is dualistic. Is dualism and primeval Israel is oneness. How to make one of these two? That is a challenge. The world stays broken from the core on account of this. But solving it hasn't been achieved. It's either a broken world or else a monolithic one. That's why the practical solution was to keep things separate by way of church-state separation. Uh, but taking up, yeah. The backstory of the oral Torah statement is simply to acquire ownership of the Torah by rabbinism that, that is not for humanity, but for an elite of sages of the oral Torah tradition. Take the case of valuables placed in a safety deposit box in a bank. Just because you have the key doesn't mean you own its content. 
the Torah is heritage of Bethsalem Adam and the Mut et Ha'adab jointly. It belongs to humanity, not to a close group hiding behind an ethnicity or to a community of belief. The oral Torah comes from an unknown source from the past, hypothetically as twin of the written Torah. Likewise, its poster child of messianism comes from an unknown source from the future. This is an insignificant coincidence. Paradigm shift. This reminds me of the Copernican revolution of the sun-centered system. Ptolemy, Ptolemy's earth-centered system required numerous epicycles to account for anomalies to the trajectories of the sun and the planets. Suddenly, with this change of reference, things fell into place and greatly simplified things. Same here, all proportions kept. With the universal principle of knowledge of paradise, everything falls into its, into its rightful place. No longer a need of unending conjectures and indefinitely postponing clarification of our role in the greater scheme of things. Bootstrap theory in physics, pulling oneself up from one's bootstraps. What conservation laws will be violated? Creation of sorts. Creation violates conservation laws. As creatures, we conserve. As creators, we violate conservation laws. What is this genre? Midrash insofar as his commentary on Torah. This is similar and reciprocal to the Copernican Revolution, from Earth-centered to Sun-centered, now from Tanakh-centered to Ripple-centered of Genesis 1-1-A Aleph. I certainly do not claim to know everything, but what I am stating is that this first letter and first word are kernel to everything. But it is going to take a host of people to fully uncurl it. yod God. All we know about yod <clears throat> is its name. Actually, a little more from the Shema Israel, listen Israel. But let's start from the, with the sizzle before we get to the state. Somewhere along the line, the name of yod first appears in Genesis 21.32. Genesis 21.32, uh, verse 21.32. Vayata Eshel, he planted, quote, he planted a tamarind at Bir Sheva and invoked there the name of yod the everlasting El, comment. The name in question of yod first appears. God is referred to generally as El, El, God, the first part of Elohim, God. El, God, stands for power, and Elohim stands for master of powers. Verse 21-33. Vayagar <clears throat> Abraham, and recited Abraham, quote, and recited Abraham in the land of Philistines a long time. Comment. The name of Abraham is, is explicitly stated. As for the announcement of the name yod it is found in Exodus 3, 13, 16, in the scene with Moses at the burning bush. Exodus 3, 13 to 16, verse 13, 16. Vayomer Moshe el Elohim, and said Moses to God, quote, and said Moses to God, quote, when I come to the Israelites and they say to me, the God of your, far, of your, of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? Comment. This is the question posed by Moses to God regarding the name of God. Verse 314, Vayomer Elohim, and said God, Quote, And God said to Moses, Eye, asher eye. <clears throat> Thus continuing shall you say to the children of Israel, Eye, send me to you. Comment. God answered that his name is Eye, asher eye. I shall be as I shall be. Then he gives his short name, Eye, I shall be. Uh, verse 1315, Vayomer Ot Elohim, and said further, Quote, and said further God to Moses, Thus shall you speak to the children of Israel, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This shall be my name forever, and this is how I am to be remembered for all eternity. Comment. 
Here is where the official name of God finally appears at yod standing for the longer version of Ayeh, I shall be as I shall be. This name is properly of God in the sense that it's so general that it says nothing to us limited beings. Fortunately, later on, towards the end of the Pentateuch, we get lucky. In the Shema Israel, listen Israel, at Deuteronomy 6.4, we strike gold. We'll omit the previous verses so we've, as we've gone over them in previous episodes and mention solely the relevant one. Deuteronomy 6.4, verse 6.4, Shema Israel, listen Israel. Quote, listen Israel, Yodhe is our God, Yodhe is one. Comment, here in one unique verse directed at us is laid out the rest of, quote, who, or, quote, what is Yodhe God. Now it's time to put together what we know of God in cryptic form, format as usual. Yodhe is slash is one D name or our God P. Perhaps it's the other way around, but in any case, it's all there. Elohim God. On the other hand, regarding Elohim, we have the following. Our first encounter occurs in the first verse in Genesis 1.1. Genesis 1.1. Verse 1.1. Breshit bara. In beginning of created. Quote, in beginning of created God, chatting with the heavens and chatting with the earth. Comment. For starts, Elohim God has no contact with Aleph A, the creator. That is, as in Aleph slash Breshit A in beginning of, followed by Aleph Breshit bara A in beginning of created, and then Bereshit bara Elohim, in beginning of created Elohim. In standard English, creator created creation, in A created beginning, in beginning of, followed by in beginning of created Elohim. That is, there is no uninterrupted Aleph Elohim A God. Our Elohim God is simply defined by, is simply defined by two steps removed from Aleph A. Starting with Elohim, God as created and then as actor. That is, Barai Elohim et, created Elohim chatting, and finally the role assigned to Elohim in Elohim et Hashamay et Hares. Elohim is chatting with the heavens and chatting with the earth. In our nomenclature, this comes across as chatting Elohim s slash heavens d and r earth p. The side terms of heavens d and earth p are easily identified, not so much and r. To this we now turn. In Deuteronomy 6.5, we have the Q. We will not delve on the rest of the verse, which has been amply covered before, and instead focus solely on chatting. Deuteronomy 6.5 uh, Verse 6.5 ve And you shall love chatting with God. Quote, And you shall love chatting with your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Comment. Chatting is a two-way street. If we love chatting with Elohim, it's because Elohim likewise loves chatting with us. With this in mind, we cannot conclude that and or means language or, understood as chatting with Elohim and us. Language as the condition of possibility of chatting. This means that Elohim is slash heavens D language or uh, earth P. My guess is that Yod plays the role of Aleph A, the creator, and is understood but doesn't appear on the stage. But we already knew this on account of Genesis 1, 1 Aleph. This serves to confirm it by way of deriving it, and just like any other statement claim. That is, the principle is S slash DRP, or PRD, such that whatever is the case has its sense in said point origin expression. We just demonstrated that Yod-Hebav-Heloim, Yod-Hebav-He-God, is derivable from the point origin, and so is legitimate. The principle point origin is what allows us to make sense of things. Contrarywise, it's a Talmud of opinions. Byzantine. 
Each opinion is knowledgeable, but not knowledge. It may have a touch of validity, but how much and what exactly and how does it fit together, we're left in the dark. Ultimately, such a state of things will always depend on whom you ask. We are left having to make to take their words for it, never being able to ascertain anything on our own. This lends itself to fostering dependent thinking, reliance on a governing body of notables, a uh, board of notables, and taking it to the next level leads to a theocracy or dysfunctional democracy. Conclusion. Now that we've been vaccinated and adequately protected with knowledge against ignorance, what follows next? What is expected of the Bene Israel, children of Israel, regarding the final integration of civilization? End. Slice. Thank you.